0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Rich, I can't hear you.
2: here with you on a beautiful, let's say a beautiful night here in high school. Technical difficulties here tonight, so bear with us here. We're going to try to get all that stuff figured out here as uh, we look forward to it. Eugene, I'm going to let you kind of turn in a little bit here. I think they've got a better feed with yours, and uh, I'll let you bring us in, buddy.
3: Yeah, man, Uh, I think we get it cleared up on my end. Uh, We got Darnisha on the line.
1: Hey guys!
2: All right, Miss Darnisha, have you? Uh, how's everything? Of course, uh, this is exciting for us. And again, we've had every bit of uh, a little technical difficulties, I guess, for the first seven. But for you guys who don't know, we welcome Miss Darnisha back to Southern Sports Central. She's the first lady, original first lady of Southern Sports Central. And her and I did this thing for quite some time. And tonight, I believe, well, she's getting to watch one of her boys playing the national
1: championship games as she's I believe are you down in South
4: Beach are you ready to get the
1: oh. <laughs> I'm extremely ready and uh, we've got our fans here in the lobby at the hotel and we're waiting on an Uber and we're getting ready to head over to the uh, stadium I.O. you hear everybody saying oh and I.O. and it's a it's a festive <laughs> it's a festive environment right now no
2: doubt about it. Donisha. How, how, how has it been for Big Herc? Of course, uh, your son's one of the big men there uh, playing on that front line uh, for the defense here tonight. And I guess, uh, you know, everybody's got their eyes on them, putting a lot of pressure on that front line of the offensive line for Alabama and putting a lot of heat on that quarterback that was up for a highs, But how excited is he to put his hands on him and get a chance to know him a little bit better tonight?
1: I mean, you know Herc, and you've known Herc for a long time. He's a big, strong, silent type, so I'm not getting very much emotion out of him. It's a game as usual for them. They're here to work, and they're ready to go. And, you know, he's excited, and we're excited to see him get out there. And there's been a lot of talk today on ESPN about the strength of uh, Ohio State's defensive line versus the best offensive line in the country. So, um we're gonna see how the best two in the country go at it tonight, and I, for one, am extremely, extremely excited uh, to see this go down tonight.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. I don't want to keep you, but it meant a lot to me, and I apologize for the technical difficulties here to get us on here tonight. But uh, we appreciate you, and of course, we love not you. We're glad problem. that you're down there, and tell uh, tell, the, tell the big man your date tonight to uh, enjoy himself. I'm sure he's not not smiling since they punched that ticket last week. And, I mean, again,
1: exactly. you know. Exactly. We've been excited, and we're ready to go see our uh, Buckeyes take on and beat these guys tonight. So, O.H. Go enjoy.
2: Thank you for reaching out tonight and catching up with us. Darnisha, go to enjoy tonight. Good luck. Good night. All right, guys. There you go. Miss Darnisha Allen Jackson. Of course, uh, her son is one of the big men down there, of course, uh, playing on that defensive line. That's me. Uh, is uh, in itself, Eugene, uh, a story to uh, everything kind of happening here tonight. Is uh, we're going to get a lot of surprises. We didn't expect the first one with, with the uh, with, with, with with the connection issues there, but we do apologize. Is I'm going to head now to the 803. I believe we got a bunch of guys here hanging out. Uh, let's head over to the 803410. Uh, who's with us here? Welcome to Southern Sports Central
0: hey 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 hey! coach
2: smitty in the house coach smitty in the house love it check it in all the way from the big bright lights of greeleyville and of course uh that's right man you were right on the money by the way with the heisman trophy as we were sitting in columbia a couple of weeks back about a month ago go ahead and give me your pick coach who you got
0: Tonight, uh, uh, unfortunately for Miss Darnisha, no, no offense, but uh, I think Bama's going to roll the tide, and uh, I don't see I don't see any way around it. They're too 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 fast and uh, too physical, and I just I I think Ohio State. Um, you know, sometimes you play your best game before your best game, and I think that's the case with uh, Ohio State. I don't think they'll repeat. What they did against Clemson, I think they had extra motivation in that game. I don't see that happening tonight, even though they're playing for a national title. You shouldn't need a whole lot of motivation, but uh, Alabama, as you know, has Jalen Waddell back tonight, another added weapon to the massive weaponry they already have, and I I, I think it will be a good game. I I do think that. I think Alabama does cover the spread, though. I think they're going to race out. In front early, and then Ohio State, we'll see, will make a comeback and kind of eke to making it look, you know, appear to be a great game. And uh, I do, however, feel that Alabama is going to cover that eight point spread.
2: Now, Coach, I got to give you one more before we catch a loose. It's going to hopefully be a busy night. Looks like it already. We've got another caller here hanging out, and uh, Hang tight 201, we're coming to you next. Um, As uh, you got to give me the points, though, Coach, I get the over under. That's fine. Yeah. But you're an athletic director and football
0: coach. Somewhere in the forty-five thirty-one category.
2: Forty-five thirty-one. I like that. I actually, uh, my my selections close to your first one, not as close to your second one. As I'll give you my spread here at the end of the show. But uh, the other thing, how about the picture you took that we made uh, go viral uh, a couple of weeks back, and then we put it back out yesterday with that little uh, Buffalo fan. I bet you that kid uh, still the, smiling from yesterday, huh?
0: He's still smiling. I'll guarantee it. Uh, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills have circled the wagons once again. They're moving on to the, the second round of the NFL playoffs for the first time. And, and oh, oof, I can't remember it was the last time. Maybe when Jim Kelly was there. Uh, am I wrong or right? I don't know. Um, it's been so long since we've seen them advance in the playoffs. And uh, I know that little fellow smiling away. I'm sure he's wearing his Bills hat still today in Bill's uniform, and I bet um, he's getting ready for that game this coming up week, and, you know, the Bill's mafia, they do it crazy style. They like breaking tables and all that stuff. (laughs) I actually saw a great – I saw a great – it was – I was kind of worried. I I saw one Bill's fan that went viral, had had his baby, and they had a cake and a table, and he throws the baby (laughs) – and the oh baby break through the cake and the table. And I, I was a little worried about the little fellow, but he made it. So, uh, But the Bills fans are, are, you know, one of a kind.
2: Maybe that's why they only make it so many years, because we can't take so many chances with babies. And I would say it's 1995, somewhere in that era is the last time they've been doing some of this type of, of celebrating. Uh, Coach Smitty, man, we appreciate you. I'll call you uh, probably after the show. I got some things we want to try to work on. Going into the offseason, I want to get your help in and, and get some input from you as well. But, man, we appreciate the support. We're starting right where we left out in 2020 with 21 jumping in and, and having you part of our show, brother. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate
0: it. All right, guys. Have-
2: All right, guys, there you go. Coach Smitty checking in from C.E. Murray. Let's head over now to the 201. Welcome to Southern Sports Central, our special edition of the National Championship game between the Buckeyes and the Tide here. Who's with us?
5: Hey, 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 guys! How's it going?
2: Oh, my man Brandon, all the way up on the Grand Strand, <laughs> checking in from Sports Unlimited. Usually here right here on Southern Sports Central Friday mornings, of course, uh, seven to ten tonight. Checking in with us here with uh, Big Game, man. We're about what uh, two hours, a little less than two hours for kickoff, man. What's your thoughts tonight, yep. Brandon? Yeah, um, I-,
5: I think. I mean. It would be awesome to see Ohio State, especially after all the naysayers, uh, you know, talking about how they may not necessarily even deserve to be in the playoffs to pull off the upset and win it, but I just don't see it. Especially with them not exactly being at 100%. Obviously, they were still able, you know, we talked about it on my show last week, that there was the potential of this game being pushed back, but they had enough players that they're able to go but they're still not at 100%. So the fact that they're not at 100% and Alabama just has too many weapons. Obviously the you know Heisman trophy winner, one of the runners up, uh you know great running game as well. They just they've got too much and even that defense is is amazing. So, yeah. roll tied all the way. Now,
2: you know, I got to challenge you like a challenge, Coach Smitty. You and I do radio, brother, so I got to get a point spread from you, man. I can't I can't just give you a W and L, man. Who, who, you got uh, yeah. the Tide winning, but how much uh, points do they roll and how much do they keep back from uh, the other guys?
5: I'll I'll give it 10. I'll, I'll give them – I'll, I'll give it – actually, I'll say 11 points. I'll say it'll be 35-24. Uh, 3 twenty four. of course.
2: Uh, man, I tell you what, you'll have a pretty solid show come Friday because I know a lot of NFL. Any surprises on your end, man? I know, uh, you know, I, I was pretty impressed with uh, the Redskins quarterback. I thought he showed a lot of heart. I thought it was kind of that weekend for quarterbacks, though, because you saw the Bills quarterback do his thing. You saw the Rams quarterback do his thing, of course, with uh, basically like a one-armed bandit over there kind of, punching it through. Of course, uh, you know, there was a lot of different headlines uh, that did not disappoint us other than the factor of watching guys like Ben Big, Big Ben, Roethlisberger, did he play his final days in in Pittsburgh or did he play his final days in the NFL? Those tears looked to be pretty big as much as as anything else up there in Pittsburgh. Were you surprised by that loss or were you more surprised by Seattle getting thumped?
5: Those were definitely surprises, but I think I, I think I definitely have to go with, Or, excuse me, with Pittsburgh uh, losing to Cleveland as the biggest surprise of the weekend. Uh, And yeah, I think the burger, Rochless, Rochless burger may be done. Um, We'll see if he comes back. The big question for Pittsburgh, though, however, isn't so much yes, Big Ben is going to be a big question mark to see if he comes back, but the big question is going to be Juju Smith Schuster, being a free agent, is he going to come back or is he going to look at other options? So, Pittsburgh, I hate to say it, Pittsburgh fans, and I know there are a ton of transplants here on the Grand Strand, Uh, lots of Pittsburgh Steeler fans around here. Hate to say it, guys, but things are not exactly looking good in the Steel City right now. You may be in for a few rebuilding years coming forward. Mm. You heard
2: Brandon Bisco You can hear him right here on Southern Sports Central, where him and his crew over there, of course, sports limited kickoff Friday morning from 7 to 10. He'll be getting you ready for, of course, uh, the big weekend coming up in the divisional round as the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills will be playing one another. And, of course, the Chiefs and the Browns kick off in the AFC. And then on the other side, you've got Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers moving on. The Saints are continuing their march as well as the Rams. Can they find a way? to beat Green Bay at Green Bay. But, you know, the only asterisk I've got before I cut you loose here, uh, Brandon, is – and I get everybody's going to say, well, L.A. won. And and look where they went and won. They went and won over there, of course, in Seattle. But that's not the same Seattle team. That's a COVID season without the 12th man, which makes that completely Mm -hmm. a different environment than normal. And that's not going to help them when it's snowing like crazy and the ice setting in and it's a cold and – Amazing day, as those Packer fans would say, on a Saturday afternoon in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I'm not sure the boys of L.A. Are, or can handle two of those big upset wins
5: uh, back-to-back. Yeah, I don't think they quite have it in them. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it will be a good game. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers, especially with all the talk of him being done this year with them drafting uh, Jordan Love in the first round, not drafting a wide receiver, A lot of people second-guessing how the Packers organization saw Aaron Rodgers. He's on a mission this year to prove everyone wrong and say, hey, I'm still in this. I'm not done yet. I've still got a little gas in the tank. So he's going to be – he's on a mission to win a Super Bowl this year. And like you said, I don't know what the forecast is right now, but especially if it's cold and windy and snowy, yeah, advantage Green Bay. That is for sure.
2: That was just one of the things I thought about because I knew somebody was going to come at me and say, they went to Seattle and won. Well, that's fine if the scene had fans in the stands. Those cardboard cutouts don't make anywhere nearly amount of noise as the 12th man normally does, which basically put that a neutral game at a neutral site, even though the the, the, the walls were painted with Seattle all over it. And of course, Carlos Dunlap, I thought, did an amazing job in his best league Uh, second chance of resurgence in the NFL. And I think he's going to have a big payday coming up because he was a big difference maker this year. Uh, Of course, he's a Fort Norchester kid right here from uh, the North Charleston area. And uh, a few other names came to light as the Chicago bears. You know, they did their things and they also have a former Patriot fan, Robert Quinn, whose name was mentioned quite often, even though they did not as well finish and able to advance, but you still like to hear local guys doing Big-time national thing. So, Brandon, man, enjoy the rest of your night. You and I are, pretty, I'm sure, we'll be going uh, in some conversation throughout tonight's game. And I uh, look forward to hearing from you on our show Wednesday. And maybe we'll see. We'll look at Thursday. Maybe all of us get together and do a show all together Thursday night. We'll catch up, and uh, we'll talk about it here in a few hours.
5: Yep, sounds good. And, uh, yeah, everyone, enjoy the national championship tonight.
2: There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Brandon Bisco checking in with us. Eugene, I bring you back in here, brother. Again, I apologize for the, uh, the beginning of the show. It was a tough one. Everybody trying to get in here. Even Satan was trying to get in here and, and give us his picks. But uh, not tonight, Satan. It's not your night as we made it happen here. We got us live on the air. We heard from Darnisha. Of course, her son, Big Hurt there, one of the big defensive linemen for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Their other son, by the way, was a big-time linebacker for the Gamecocks. He's now one of the coaches over at Georgia State over there, of course, uh, in ATL. But you start to see all of this happening. A lot of Alabama fans picking, non-Alabama fans picking, and a few Ohio State fans picking. So, for me, Eugene, I look at this game tonight, and as much as I would love to see Big Earth get that win, and I think it would be cool to have a different name talked about in the actual conversation this time tomorrow and on our show on Wednesday, we're not going to give our pick, by the way, until about 7.20. So, you can't give me your pick, and I'm not going to give you mine. But there's a lot of different things here. There's a lot of conversations. Look at the secondary guy from Alabama who has yet to give up a big-time reception uh, on the defensive side as he has covered some of the best wide receivers in the country out of the SEC. I think his longest he's given up is actually under 20 yards. So, for me, if they're willing to play small ball, maybe they do have a chance. As you saw last night with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I actually got a lot of momentum with the consistency of going small and then making it you know, go a little bit deeper down the field. And, again, that's kind of a baseball lingo and small ball, but maybe that's how Ohio State has to start chipping away at getting down the field to get in the end zone.
3: Yeah, I agree. And Pope hasn't given up anything longer than 20 yards uh, all season, uh, you know, and he's faced some pretty good passing offenses. Uh, LSU was a, was a passing offense there for a little bit. Uh, certainly Ole Miss was a passing offense. Uh, certainly Mississippi State loves to sling the ball around now with uh, Mike Leach. That's kind of what they're built on, and that's what he does. Although a lot of people argue that it's a lot of dinking and dunking passes, but, um, you know, I think that's what it's going to be. I think, you know, Fields loves to make moves with his feet and then kind of launch that ball downfield to those big, fast receivers. And, uh, you know, I I think it'll be tested, but, you know, I I really think the offense for Ohio State is going to come down to the running game. We saw what the running game did with the transfer there from Oklahoma uh did against clemson and uh you know my prediction is i think uh ohio state's going to look back to the playbook where they were successful against alabama a few years ago with ezekiel elliott and uh know that they have a big time feature back with a big size and can run the ball between the tackles and i think that's where, where they'll go early that's my prediction is they'll go early uh trying to establish the running game and kind of bring those safeties and guys in
2: yeah, I totally agree with you. And, again, we're going to be breaking this game down for the next hour, give or take a few minutes there. It's 624. We'll go, of course, uh, until 730. At 730, we'll uh, turn it over to the TV programs and everybody else across the country as we'll get settled in for the final game of the year, for the national championship game. It's going to be a big one here. The Ohio State Buckeyes have made it here. Now, again, you can say what you want to say about how they got here. The question you know, uh, I'm sure everybody's going to say, "Is well, they had to do this and do that," but they manhandedly destroyed Clemson. Okay, that that's just a fact Okay, so if you don't believe that they don't deserve to be here, then then you and I need to sit down and maybe just have a one-on-one conversation on the show on Wednesday. I would love to hear why you don't feel that. Because again, I said this at the beginning of the year that the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Clemson Tigers, along with North Carolina, Oklahoma, Texas A&M. Florida, Georgia, and I'm just naming a handful of teams that would easily be an argument of playing the Alabama Crimson Tide. And this, by the way, by committee, by committee could be the best team Alabama's had in a long, long, long time. And this is talking about maybe one of the best Nick Saban teams, I feel, that's been put out there on the field because while they've always had that great wide receiver or really good one-two running backs or a quarterback, I feel like this time by committee – you know, they, they, it's basically like getting a bunch of dudes who can really do big things, but you get them together and it's kind of like Megatron on a football field. And I feel like, you know, when you look at it, Eugene, that's kind of what Alabama is this year. They're kind of the Megatron of college football because they've got so many dudes all throughout the field that make each other better play after play. They challenge one another. They grind together. And that's when you start to see teams like this doing great things. And, again, Alabama's going to be a a very dangerous weapon, but I just hope they don't overlook that competitive team on the other side of the field that I can promise you. While they may have a lot of COVID conversations and a lot of teams, again, I think the kicker, by the way, Eugene, your love language, I don't think he's even making the trip tonight. I don't think he's playing for the Buckeyes. And they've actually got a a list of dudes who aren't playing tonight as well, right?
3: It's actually uh, two of their kickers that the two uh, seniors are not making the trip. Uh, it's going down to a freshman, uh, uh who will be handling the kicking duties tonight for uh, Ohio State. But, uh, you know, overall, you know, I agree on the weapons. You know, Al- Alabama has so many weapons, especially, um, at, at, you know, that can stretch the field. They're getting an all-star back tonight. Uh, you know, can, can, lot, not a lot of teams have a, a shutdown corner. Uh, what you need to play them is you're going to need three shutdown corners. So, you know, uh, Ohio State, that's, that's a big ask for those guys. They do have, you know, some premier defensive backs. Uh, they have the size. They have the speed. That You know, they're long and lean and physical. But can they be physical for four quarters with those guys running long routes? I'm sure, you know, the Alabama plan is going to be to, you know, get that cat corner on him and, uh, on, on one of their fast receivers and have him just stretch the field all night long to wear that guy down uh, and, and pick on the other guys you know, who who may not be as talented and, and try to, you know, blow up some plays, get some breakdowns in coverages, things like that. Uh, because, you know, they, they create so much motion this year. Uh, Alabama does. You know, they have the running back coming out of the backfield. You know, they have tight end, of course. They have an elite tight end. And then, of course, you know, you talk about the three wide receivers on the field, all running downfield. So, I think, you know, hopefully uh, for Ohio State's uh, sake, they can create some disruption up front. Otherwise, it's going to be a long night for that back seven uh, chasing the speed and talent of those Alabama receivers and running backs and tight ends.
2: No doubt about that. Now, coming up in a few minutes, we're going to be checking in here with Reginald Walker Jr. Played there in the Big Ten. He, of course, played for Joe Pott and in the line He's actually online now. I'm going to be bringing him in here where I thought he was. We're going to be bringing him in here in just a minute. Uh, as uh, We'll get his thoughts and opinions. And then guess what? Coming up at 6.50, just tuned in. Just getting ready to Dallas in about 20 minutes. Mike Uva. Yeah. That's the young man that you get to see his face all over the news over there in Columbia. He's a sports anchor reporter for Watch Fox. He'll be hanging out with us at 6.50. So 6.30 to 6.50 we'll be hearing from uh, Reginald Walker Jr. Getting ready to come in here just a second. Then at 6.50, Mike Uva. He's a big-time sports reporter in Columbia, big-time Boston fan. We'll get his thoughts, his opinions on tonight's game. Let's take a quick break. It's time to bring him in in style. And who better than the NWO theme is here comes – Reginald Walker, Jr. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich am alongside Eugene Bitton. It's been a packed show, and it's only been 30 minutes on the go here as we're coming to you live at a special Southern Sports Central Monday night national championship game between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Ohio State Buckeyes. We go to Charlotte, North Carolina with Reginald Walker, Jr. Big Reggie, what's going on in uh, the Queen City up there in Charlotte, buddy?
6: What's up, fellas? Just trying to stay warm out here, man. It is cold. What is going on? <laughs>
2: You know, it's funny. They always say this is football weather, but i got to be honest with you, in the South, this is not football weather. If we were sitting in in, uh, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, or maybe over there in, uh, where you played college football at Penn State, might this be football, but this definitely, hopefully, isn't what they're feeling down there on South Beach at Hard Rock uh, Stadium as they're going to kick off in about, about an hour and a half, man. Uh, what's your thoughts on tonight's game, and any chance the Buckeyes and the Ohio State guys in the Big Ten get an upset over the SEC in Alabama?
6: Uh, yeah, I think there's more than a chance the Buckeyes can win the game. I, I, and the main reason, and it goes back to, uh, you know, the line of scrimmage, and that's where you have to win if you're going to win big in college football. Nick Saban and, and his program have been dominant in that regard for years. Uh, here's what I'll say. If you look at the Buckeyes, particularly their defensive front, uh, look, is, is there a Chase Young there? No. Is there a Nick Bosa or a Joey Bosa there? Absolutely not. But I would argue that this is the best group of four up front that Coach Larry Johnson, the defensive line coach and associate head coach at Ohio State, this may be the best group as a foursome that he's had since he's been there uh, in in the Urban Meyer, Ryan Day era. I would say that uh, for sure uh, is the case when you look at that group. So, uh, look, that's one of their strengths, probably uh, the biggest strength, obviously, for them on the defensive side of the football and then on the flip side, Alabama, that's probably the best offensive line in all of college football. Remember, they're without their center. Uh, he's out. He got hurt uh, in the FCC championship game. But they look fine without, uh, I want to say, Dickinson or Dickerson uh, in the middle there. They look fine without him against Notre Dame. That's Notre Dame. That's not Ohio State. If that, def- uh, that offensive line from Alabama can continue to keep Mac Jones – from having to wash his uniform after the game, which has pretty much been the case all season long, then they've got a shot. If they can't control that Ohio State defensive line and that defensive front starts getting after Mac Jones and slowing down Najee Harris in that running game, look out, the Buckeyes got a shot.
2: Let me ask you this, though. When you started to put out, and you mentioned a lot of names, but Justin Fields took that nasty hit a week ago as we saw it. And again, a very, very big hit into the ribcage you and I both know you plant that foot and try to push through it. The pain probably was a lot worse on Sunday than what they saw and what he felt on that on that, on that that game, of course, or the next day, if you will. Well, how much do, do you think this still plays a factor? Do you think these doctors and, and the things that they have available to him allows him to have it pretty comfortable tonight? Uh, and, and how much do you think he's got that wrapped up coming into the game?
6: Oh, I absolutely think they've protected it in any way they possibly can. And, uh, look, between all the – Uh, medical equipment they have at places like Ohio State and and some of the other big-time programs in the nation. Uh, They've done everything they possibly can to get him as close to 100% as possible. The question is, you want to figure out if he's 100%, you keep an eye on that first zone read that they call for him, uh, well, involving him and Trey Sermon, obviously. And if, if Alabama plays Sermon and Justin Fields does not keep that football, that tells you right there that maybe he is not the Justin Fields that we're used to seeing. If he keeps that football and breaks off a big run, chances are he's feeling really good, and they've either uh, worked on that injury to get him up to, up to par or they shot him up before the game tonight to make sure he can get through it. Uh, but either way, if he keeps that first zone read and makes a play out of it, then you know Justin Fields is probably feeling pretty
0: good.
2: Live right now, hanging out with Reginald Walker Jr., coming in all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, as he always does on a beautiful Monday night, cold Monday night here on the 11th day of January, National Championship Day. It's our special edition here tonight. Now, uh, the other thing that I mentioned coming into tonight's broadcast is uh, will they play a lot of small ball, you feel like? Because, again, we know the numbers. While we talk about the receivers of Alabama, we talk about the quarterback because, uh, well, he was uh, part of the Heisman Conversation defensively, secondarily, this is a very good secondary in Alabama, but it seems like where you can get them early and often is in the short field. How much do you think we start to see that uh, when it comes to the Ohio State game plan as far as getting some momentum early in the game?
6: Well, I think the scariest part about Alabama is, guys, they can beat you in the passing game out of a two tight end set. Uh, foresaw, obviously, their number one tight end. I want to say Billingsley, I think, is the kid at 6'5", 230 pounds, the essentially the backup tight end, those two guys can hurt you in the passing game. We already know about the Heisman winner, Devontae Smith, and then obviously uh, Mechie on the other side. And then if Jalen Waddle comes back, you can forget about it because that's just another weapon if he's healthy and, and able to move around after that broken leg back on October 24th. If that young man is ready to roll, then look out because the weapons are at an abundance for Mac Jones. And so I think the thing to watch in this game is – to your point, small ball or not, uh, I think Alabama can go small. They, they can they can go spread you out. Let's just say Waddle is healthy. Then all of a sudden you got Waddle, Mechie, uh, Devontae Smith, all at tight end, and Najee Harris, 230-pound back, jumping over six-foot-tall humans running down the sideline in the game. They can go single back on you. Uh, and the thing that would that would probably remind you of the most is if you go back to and I'm not comparing the back. But if you go back to the Detroit Lions days when they ran that single back offense before they implemented Corey Schlesinger at fullback, remember they had Herman Moore, Brett Perriman, and Johnny Morton, along with obviously Barry Sanders in that backfield. So if you think about that type of offense and how lethal it was and the way they were able to deploy that group, you think about what Steve Sarkeesian in Alabama can do with the type of pieces he has at Alabama. That's what makes you start to think, man, this is even scarier if Waddle is back and they go with the three-wide receiver set and the single-back offense.
2: Let me ask you this. When you look at Devontae Smith, of course, we all know that he, of course, uh, the 2020 Heisman Trophy winner, the first wide receiver since Desmond Howard back in the 90s. But a guy named Sean Wade may have something to say about what he can or can't do tonight tonight. He did a great job against a great receiving core out of Clemson because he became a a guy that basically not only did he get respect, he earned respect after beating a lot of top-ranked, possibly early-drafted receivers out of Clemson. What do you like in this matchup between Devontae Smith going against Deshaun Sean Wade? You know, he wants to be that guy one-on-one on an island against the best of the best.
6: The thing I like about it is Steve Sarkeesian's creativity. Because if Sean Wade wants to try to be physical, which is his best attribute as a corner, is playing physical. If he wants to be physical with Devontae Smith, who we know is 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 light in the light in the rear end, if you know what I'm saying, he's not the the biggest of guys. Uh, then all Sarkeesian will do is start to move him around, put him in the slot, let him play off the ball at that you know at that sort of flanker position that that instead of that split end or what we call the old school X receiver, you can play him uh, at the Z receiver or the A or B receiver, depending on, you know, how teams use their lettering, if you will, and, and move Devontae Smith around to allow him to get some more free releases from Sean Wade. You also add to that, look, if, if the Sean Wade that we've seen most of this season shows up, particularly the last two or three games, shows up, Devontae Smith going to have a field day. If the Sean Wade that many people were talking about was going to be a first-round pick had he come out last year, then we've got us a, we've got us a situation where uh, one side of the field can be locked down, but Wade hasn't shown me that most of this year, and so until he does, I don't see it coming. And and, and you add that to the fact that he can't he can't cover Smith, Mechie, and if Waddle comes back, Waddle. That's hanging out real quick uh, here for the next ten minutes with the uh,
2: court two four. man who. Oh, there you go. I thought we, we might have lost you there for a minute there. But, uh, of course, uh, Reginald Walker Jr. has played in the same Big Ten league. As we're talking about the Big Ten Ohio State Buckeyes representing the other half of the conversation in the national championship game. But when you think Alabama, the experience, the efficiency, you go down to the defense. When in the past, Nick Saban said defensive teams win championships, not as much this year because he feels like the offense is a big conversation. And then there are always the coaching. So let me ask you, those four different things, if you call them the four horsemen, that would be the experience, the efficiency, the defense, and, yep, the coaching. What do you like about the guys, who wins, who loses, and who gets uh, the nod in each four of those areas tonight?
6: Well, I think the big thing about the coaching is the consistency that Ryan Day gets to enjoy, right? It's this, he, he's, he's not worried about his staff right now. On the flip side, Nick Saban has got to wonder, and he said all the right things about Steve Sarkisian, he's got to wonder, is Sark 100% locked in while he's on his way to Texas? Now, the flip side of that is Nick Saban has dealt with the attrition of coaching staff leading to a national championship game before. So he's got the experience edge in that regard as well. And so when you look at it that way, you give Nick Saban the nod because he's been in this game multiple times. He's dealt with uh, the coaching attrition before as well. His players – Think about this. This Devontae Smith class who came in with Henry Ruggs, who's now in the NFL, and some of those guys, this is potentially his third national championship. So the players also understand this process. So I think when it comes to that, when it comes to experience and the routine of playing in this game, I think you have to give the nod to Alabama. But you give a little bit less of that nod because Steve Sarkeesian's on his way out the door how much will he be focused on what's going on tonight with Alabama and not on what's going on at Texas when he gets there tomorrow? And this Eugene, Eugene, I'm going to
2: bring now. you in real quick as well, buddy, because I know you wanted to say some things as well as you're tweeting
3: us over there at So Sports Central, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, if you're looking at this game, uh, give me one guy from both teams uh, who is looking at this game uh, not only to win the game, who has the most to prove to NFL scouts in this game Uh, you know, kind of, you know, getting ready for the draft or whatnot. Uh, You know, give me one guy from each team that this is the game that they know every NFL team is watching, and they have the most to prove to try to, you know, move up that
6: draft board, solidify you know, a top pick or whatnot. Well, I think if you look at it from an Ohio State standpoint, it's obviously Justin Fields. Uh, He's got to show that that game against Clemson was not an aberration. That was not a a one-off. He's got to show that he can do that consistently against elite defenses in college football. Um, so he's, he's uh, absolutely under the microscope. Uh, he may be compromised in terms of his ability to move in this game as well because of, uh, obviously, the, the, the injury. So from that standpoint, I, I think the one to look at the most is Justin Fields. Now, on the flip side of it, you look at Alabama, uh, look, this it would be easy for me to say Mac Jones to solidify being a first-round pick. But I think it's actually Najee Harris. Because uh, the conversation has always kind of been, well, Alabama has an, a dominant offensive line. Uh, you know, they the teams that they deal with just are not good enough to deal with them, even though they're in the SEC. Well, the question now is, he gets another really good defensive front to play against Najee Harris. Can he dominate this Ohio – or this uh, – this uh, Ohio State defensive front, the way he's dominated everybody else? Not a a bad
3: pick, man. I tell you, uh, I was actually thinking running back, but I think of running back for Ohio State. Uh, Much like a few years ago, uh, Ezekiel Elliott vaulted, you know, to that top uh, running back pick uh, and has had a pretty good uh, career there with the Cowboys. A lot of that came to do with the way he played against Alabama in leading Ohio State to that national title uh, a few years back. Um, but I, you know, another thing I was going to ask you about um, is, you know, with the coaching staff, you know, like you mentioned uh, with Alabama, we got a coach, that, you know, that's moving on, Sarkisian. You know, uh, what what about Urban Meyer? Have you heard any more about Urban Meyer possibly taking that job down in Jacksonville? I know there were some ties with uh, with uh, Mr. Khan, or I think he's a chic. Uh, uh, but you know, does that? In any way, I know he's not on staff anymore, but he still kind of has his thumb on the program, so to speak. He's in some type of a $100,000 a year advisory role uh, there with the program. Uh, you know, have you heard anything about Urban Meyer possibly taking to Jacksonville or even possibly
6: now, uh, you know, the, the Philadelphia job? Well, I, as it relates to Jacksonville, I haven't heard much about him with Philadelphia, but again, that one just opened a few hours ago. but. I think, you know, from what I understand, not only is he really looking hard at the Jacksonville job. Guys, there's two pieces to the to the Jacksonville concept to me. Number one, obviously, and we've heard the rumors, uh, from what I understand, there is a full-fledged staff in place. If he chooses to take that job, all he's got to do is send out that group text and say, we're going, and everybody's on board. Uh, so there's that. That's number one. But I think the other piece of it is, a return to the state of Florida. You got to remember Urban Meyer spent a a number of years in Gainesville at the university of Florida. Now it's not Jacksonville, but he understands the landscape. And to add to it, who was his prize recruit? Tim Tebow from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, So I'm not saying those two go one in hand, but what I'm saying is Urban Meyer is very, very familiar with the landscape of Northeast Florida. He's very clear in in what that may be. And look, he's itching the coach football, obviously, And a chance to win at the ultimate level is another thing that he can chase that gives him a purpose to get out of the bed in the morning as it relates to football. And so if he can win at that level, I think he'll submit himself as one of the four or five best at all levels, if you think about it in the history of the game. If that guy finds a way to lead Jacksonville to a Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl with Jacksonville after what he did at Bowling Green, Utah, Florida – you Ohio State, and then go to the NFL and win there, I think you have to give Urban Meyer a lot of credit and look at him as one of the best football minds that we've seen at least uh, in my lifetime.
3: All right, and real quick before Richie asks you the ultimate question is who you picking and the point spread, real quick, I want you to fill in the blank. Ohio State wins if they blank. Alabama wins this Stop. game if they blank.
6: Ohio State wins if Najee Harris runs for less than sixty yards in this game, and Alabama wins if Justin Fields throws less than two touchdowns in this game.
3: All right, Richie, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna turn back over and let you ask the ultimate questions and put them on the spot. You know what's coming,
2: my friend. Uh, By the way, uh, for you Eagles fans,
3: you better go
2: out and get a guy who used to be a big-time running back at the University of South Carolina who was there for you when you needed him. And the Deuce better be loose in Philly when you guys uh, do that hiring with Deuce Daly. I'll leave that for Wednesday conversation. Now, tonight is the big night as we get a national championship pick and we'll be, of course, one here when this thing's all said and done. And, Reg, I got to ask you, not only do you got to give me the team, but you got to give me the points when it's all said and done. Because, again, this is kind of what we do Monday through Sunday, my friend.
6: I think Alabama wins 37-31 in a higher scoring game. I think special teams is the key that Alabama makes a play late on special teams to seal the win.
2: There you go. Now remember, special teams could be an issue for the Ohio State Buckeyes because of a dirty word we don't use that type of language on here that my mom has said we can't use it on here. And that of course is uh well you already know. So we'll see how it works out. I need you and me and of course qu-
3: Eugene can hopefully do something on Wednesday, by the way. Go ahead, Eugene. Yeah, real quick, what was that score prediction to get Reggie? I need to put that put that on the books.
6: 37-31.
3: 37-31. Bama, by the way.
6: And 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 at Bama, and keep an eye out for Devontae Smith in the punt return game. I don't think that he scores a touchdown, but I think he definitely flips the field once and sets them up for an opportunity to get a touchdown as well. But,
2: as always, for all that you do for us, man, whether it be Monday or any other day, we greatly appreciate it. I do want to see, hopefully it works out, and you come back in here on Wednesday. We're actually going to do some uh, looking into doing some live, and, of course, uh, live Facebook. So then they can see all of us as well as hear all of us as well. And we'll talk to NFL before it's all said and done at the end of the week, buddy.
6: Sounds good, guys. Let's get Wednesday worked out. Uh, have a good one. Enjoy the game tonight. And uh, like I said, I think the tide rolls. There you go.
2: All the way from the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, it has been an amazing night of uh, Southern Sports Central, our special edition of the National Championship between a couple of big-time well, I'd say, yeah. Would iconic kind of be the word? Would it be uh, destiny? Meeting no, destiny, Eugene. Well, what, what word would we go here? But one thing I will tell you is, uh, national champion will be crowned here when it's all said done. As of course the Buckeyes, they got it done in big time fashion against the Clemson Tigers. And of course, boy, the Irish didn't have any luck at all against Alabama. But nobody has. Again, don't take it personal, over there. Irish, nobody's beaten them. I mean, nobody has beaten them. Of course, nobody's beaten the Ohio State Buckeyes. And, again, we'll talk more about that in another day. We'll see if tonight is their night. Can they find a way to win it here in about two minutes? We're going to be checking in with Mike Uva from Watchbox. He's coming to us from Columbia, South Carolina. Eugene, any surprises on some of the guests? Because I think we're up to, like, uh, three or four guests in about, what, 49 minutes? Not
3: bad. Not bad at all. Uh it looks like uh, the only one that's picked Ohio State, and we know Mama's got a connection. But, uh, you know, interesting, uh, you know, way it goes. is Sometimes, you know, upsets happen, so we'll see. Uh, I know uh, I was looking over at the poll again. The final poll came out, and, uh, you know, it looks like uh, in, in our uh, Southern Sports Central poll, uh, Alabama was up two-thirds of the votes. So it was about 66 <laughs> to 33% votes for Alabama in this game. Yeah, it could be an
2: interesting uh, conversation. Again, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't think uh, the Iowa State Buckeyes were going to do what they did just uh, a week ago against the Clemson Tigers, who uh, that is exactly what happened. And, again, that's why you play the game in between the lines and you kind of see things. And, again, as I mentioned, you know, we've been very blessed to have uh, Coach Smitty join us all the way from Greenlandville, South Carolina. Of course, uh, he's the athletic director as well as the head football coach over there at C.E. Murray, coached the junior bowl by the way, in the lower state, and uh, always a big time contributor here on Southern Sports Central, as I uh, appreciate his love for what we do and promoting us, and all the ways that we do what we do. Of course, uh, we had to start it off with Miss Darnisha. She, of course, is the original first lady of Southern Sports Central. Her and I did this for about two years. Her son is Bryce of Williams, one of them, and uh, the other one is Big Hurt. Of course, he is a big defensive lineman from the Ohio State Buckeyes. Now, she came to us live from the national championship. Ground level right there in Miami. So now let's give this young man a big-time introduction because when your name is Mike Uva, you get one of these. Welcome everybody, now the one and only from Watchbox Sports over there in Columbia, South Carolina, dressed to impress. I can see him rolling into WWF uh, or WWE prime time in that five-star suit that he always is rocking on the TV screen. What's going on, Mr. Uva?
7: Well, I appreciate it, Richie. I just need a couple cold ones right now to slam, and I'd uh, <laughs> I'd slam them over my head, and I'd slam them down right now because, man, you get me fired up when I hear that music. You can't mess up the hair,
2: bro. Come on. You cannot mess up the dude. You know, that's just uh, – <laughs> I don't know if you could mess it up, man. You would be like a Mr. Park. What would be your wrestling name, by the way? Have you ever thought of that?
7: Oh, well, my, my, my nickname my nickname in college, because my last name is Yuva, so my, they, they would call me the U. So if I made a big play, it would throw the U up kind of like the Miami Hurricane. So I don't know if you could do something along the lines of the U. Um, and, and I don't well, know. The
3: for- that one. Yeah, that, yeah that, I know. That available. The Rock
7: had that one. Yeah, I know. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't have anything original right now. I mean, I've, I, if I come up with something, it's going to sound lame. So, um, man, I, I got. Like I got I'm going to let you right
2: have now.
4: it.
2: Well, I'm going to let you have it, man. That works well for me. So tonight, we finally get to crown a national champion. We crown some. Some high school champions a few weeks back. We yeah. didn't think that was going to happen. We had some uh, some all-star games happening. Didn't think that was going to happen. And here we are getting ready to crown a a big champion tonight, man. You cover the SEC because you're right in the backyard of the Gamecocks. We'll talk a little bit about that and, and just kind of get your thoughts on uh, some of the new things that's happening in Columbia. But you also mm-hmm. cover, you know, just college football overall, man. What's your thoughts on these two teams tonight? It's kind of two different uh, – I'd say two different Goliaths. I don't think there's a David in the match. I think there's a lot of big-time names coming to do big things.
7: I think one of the things that makes this matchup a little bit tricky is, you know, you look at it, and it's easy to say Alabama shouldn't have any issue tonight, right, especially from the offensive explosion that we've seen from them week after week, especially when you have three guys who finished in the top five for the Heisman uh, this past year. So I think what makes it tricky is the fact that Ohio State, they're in the midst of being able to find their groove right now, right? They, they haven't played necessarily a conventional schedule by any means, uh, but I, and I think that is one of the things that threw people off a little bit going into the Clemson game. Uh, I think this is a very dangerous Ohio State team. Justin Field, he's, he's a phenomenal quarterback. Um, I think if they had a full season, he would would have very likely be in the finalist mix in terms of winning the Heisman this year. Uh, but I just I, – even though Ohio State's playing some good football, and I think they're going to be, you know, they could look better than what the spread's saying tonight. I think it's at what nine and a half, ten points right now. Um, I, I just think that offense for Alabama is just going to be too much for Ohio State, and I just can't see the Tide losing tonight.
2: Yeah, I agree with you here. We're going to get your thoughts, and I, I do want to get to you. Of course, you. It looks like you're picking the Tide, but I'm going to get you a score here in just a little bit. But if my chance. What would it take? I mean, what what really – Justin Fields to have an all-star night, kind of like what you saw him do against Clemson, who was playing through so much pain that a lot of us would have probably walked out and, and, and of course, may not have walked back out on that football field?
7: Yeah, it's going to start with Justin Fields, no question about it. And, look, Alabama, their secondary, I mean, it's crazy to think that – You know, Alabama is at this point, and it's not because of their defense. Because just think in recent years, especially from people that are from this state, they know that very well with Clemson and playing Alabama those last couple times of those national championship games. Their defense is what's really carried them. So it's the complete opposite this year, and that's the Achilles heel for Alabama this year, is especially that secondary, attacking that secondary. So, you know, you need to be able to have Justin Fields be able to work some magic, get out of the pocket to be able to buy some time. Uh, because we know Alabama, despite their defense not being that strong overall, they still can put a good pass rush on you. If they can, and if Justin Fields can just really, you know, get out of the pocket, expect, send plays, and allow his receivers to be able to get downfield, I think good things can happen for Ohio State, like we saw last week or a couple weeks ago now against uh, Clemson.
2: Now, before I get your prediction on the score, that's going to be the final question. As we're live right now, yep. hanging out with Watchbox's own, course. Columbia, South Carolina, big-time baller, Mr. Mike Yuva, hanging out with us here on a special edition of Southern Sports Central, the national championship, as it will be aired at 810 tonight. You can watch it, of course, right there on the TV screen, and it will be the Alabama Crimson Tide taking on the Ohio State Buckeyes. But let's talk a little college football right in your backyard, the Gamecocks. They've got a head coach, and, boy, has it not been a very busy, uh, I'd say, carousel, if you will, in multiple positions in the last – few days in Columbia, man. Give us a breakdown. Who's in, who's out, and and what's your thoughts over there about all that Coach Shane Beamer's doing to put together a program and
7: a staff? I mean, it has been one of the craziest off-seasons that I've ever been a part of, and obviously I haven't been in this business as long as some other people have, but I know that you know from talking to people that have been in in Columbia for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, they can't remember anything quite like this. Uh, What I will say is this, is that You get into a situation like this, and I think it's easy to start fingers, right? You start looking at Shane Beamer. You start blaming Shane, or you start blaming Ray Tanner for just the hire. Bottom line is this has nothing to do with either of those guys, all right? This happens. This happens across college football, and Beamer mentioned that today in terms of some of the guys that he talked to, guys like Matt Rule, and Rule brought up situations when he was at Baylor, when he was at Temple, and how guys left, and that actually created an opportunity for the new Gamecock offensive coordinator Marcus Satterfield, uh, Satterfield, when he was at Temple. That created the opportunity for him to be the O.C. there. So, you know, this happens across uh, college football landscapes all the time. It's just very unfortunate that after having the debacle that we've seen over the last couple seasons with the USC, you bring a new head coach in, a young guy that doesn't have head coaching experience, and it's just starting to fall apart, especially in an offseason, which is very unconventional because the timeline is just so different in terms of just when hirings would happen and, you know, some of these, these, these decisions would be made because the college football season got pushed back. So I think that's the other thing is that the patient level for a lot of fan for the fans, it's, it's not as, you know, relaxed. You know, it's more tensed right now. So I think fans just need to relax a little bit. Uh, I think Beamer is doing the best he can right now. And I think in terms of the guys that he has here that he's brought on staff, a lot of the connections with being able to have guys like Eric Kimry coming here. Uh, Justin Stepp coming back, South Carolina guys, I think it speaks volumes in terms of what he's trying to create. And I think more than anything, he has guys on his staff right now that truly, truly, truly bleed Garnet Black and want to be here. Now, is that to say that a guy like, you know, Tracy Walker might not take off in the next couple weeks? Who knows? If he has an opportunity for the NFL, can you blame the guy? Uh, So I, I think, look, I think for the majority of the guys that are on staff right now, this is what you'll see come fall. But even like Beamer mentioned today, you just don't know what could happen because if a great opportunity comes up for one of these guys, especially an NFL opportunity, maybe you're getting paid two, three times more than what you're making here, that's sometimes hard to say no. But I think a majority of the guys that are on staff right now want to be here.
2: Right now, talking with the one and only Coach, or, or we say Coach, Mike Yuva, of course, with Watchbox there in Columbia, South Carolina. You can see him there. On the big screen, he usually jumps in here with us. All we got to do is ask the question, Mike, we appreciate all that you do for not those just in Columbia, but for those around the great state of South Carolina, of course, always being willing to jump on our show and and help us out and uh, definitely make us sound a lot better and look a lot better when you get that opportunity. So with that, I'm going to ask you, man, give me that not only the pick as you went with Alabama, what's the score when it's said and done here tonight?
7: I'm going to look like just an absolute jabroni. We're going to go back to the wrestling <laughs> phrases here because I feel like anything I say is going to be the complete opposite. So if anyone's trying to make money tonight, don't, don't do what I'm telling you to do. Um, I, 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 think, I think what we've seen in the national championship outside of uh, the one maybe, what, it was two years ago, three years ago. I'm losing track of time now. I think it was two years ago, Alabama and Clemson out in San Francisco. I can't expect this to be a high-scoring game in the first, you know, in the first half. Um, I think what we're going to see is we're going to see teams trying to feel you know, fill each other out a little bit, and then Alabama will start to pull away in the second half. So um, I, I expect this game to be, I don't know, 38, 38 to, uh, 38 to, to 31. I'm going to go Alabama over Ohio State. I think it'll be a little bit closer than, than maybe what some people expect, um, but I think Alabama will start to pull away in the second
3: half.
2: All right. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it. First, uh, of course, uh, from Watchbox's old, Mike Yuva giving us the score, giving us the prediction. As he said, it's kind of like uh, Arthur Spooner. as uh, You might, guys uh, might, might know uh, the show that he plays in where he was giving people the wrong advice because he knew that they were going to go the other direction. And maybe, hey, just maybe Mr. Mike's got something here. But, uh, man, we appreciate what you do. On and off, like I mentioned, I do want to catch back up with you to talk some NFL maybe later in the week. If you have some time, please don't hesitate to jump in because there was a crazy weekend
7: in football, right? Question, Richie, I want to to bring this up because I think it went back to right before the start of the the high school football season. Uh, I know I mentioned his name on your earwaves, Nathan Harris-Waynick, the running back from Sumter High. I could not be more happy for him to be able to get that preferred walk-on opportunity at South Carolina. For people that aren't familiar with his story, I highly recommend going online. You can just type in Nathan Harris waynick type in Watch Fox, and hear his story. Just a tremendous young man, and very happy for him to get this opportunity. Man, he
2: played, and of course, uh, we partnered up with the High School Blitz uh, up there in the Upstate and put together an incredible. By the way, we're tweeting out that uh, that right now that you just talked about on our Twitter page. Appreciate but that. he played he played in that game with us on uh, on that Saturday, man. And I got a chance to meet his folks and his. His sister oh. And sister, and everybody, man, it was a, a great story. You did an incredible job, man. And, and that's the thing that people don't realize, that, that we don't just talk about these kids. We get to know these kids. We get to, you know, let's just say it. We get to love on these kids a, a different way that, than a lot of people would on a regular basis because their parents not only allow us in their kids' life, they allow us in their lives. And, uh, you know, I, I got to see the emotion through your through your uh, your segment, man, and it just was a great job and, and well done to highlight this young man. And to be a part of that, you know, I, I know his family was, was extremely proud of, of the piece you put together. But, man, all that you do for not just him, but, man, there's so many males and females that, that come across your path that you do so many great things, man, and I appreciate you.
7: No, I appreciate it, Richie. If I wasn't doing this, I've told people I, mean, I grew up in a football household, I'd be probably coaching college football somewhere. I don't know if I'd be coaching SEC ball, but – uh, i don't know if i could deal with all that but the bottom line is it's 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 awesome to be able to use this platform to to help others but bottom line is you need them to trust you first to be able to give them give you their story so i just appreciate nathan and all those you know young men and women that give us the opportunity to share their stories not just just us but any reporters out here across south carolina and just throughout the country really for high school no doubt. There's
6: nothing
2: like Friday Night Lights until tonight. Now, tonight we'll, we'll, take, we'll cut the lights off at the high school field, but yeah. we'll cut them on uh, after this game, buddy. But God bless you. I'll touch base off the air because I want to get you back with me on either Wednesday or Thursday night. Just look at your program notes, see what you got some time, because we got some
7: football, awesome. more NFL football awesome. coming up this weekend. That's awesome. I'm off Wednesday, Thursday, so you just let me know, Richie, but always a pleasure. All right, buddy. Always a pleasure,
2: indeed. As we say, so long, farewell to uh, who's that? Well, that's Mr. Mike Yuva with Watch Fox Sports Cast there in Columbia, South Carolina. Quick break, reset. We're heading to Kentucky. Oh yeah, let's go to Kentucky with Big John and the SEC Sports Talk over there. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
1: Man, oh
2: man, if our number one is any in inkling what 30 followed minutes are going to be like as we get into the final 30 of the show, hold on tight, grab some more popcorn, and get yourself something to drink because uh, we're not done just yet. I'm Richie Alba alongside Eugene Benton coming to you for the final 30 of our special Southern Sports Central National Championship show brought to you by Southern Sports Central right here on Blog Talk Radio. Tonight is the big night. The lights are on, and everybody well, is watching the big game down there on South Beach. They are, of course, uh, in Miami, Florida, where you're seeing the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Alabama Crimson Tide. And with our first and hopefully of many, we head to Kentucky. Oh, yes. Sweet Kentucky is on the mind here with Big John from the SEC Sports over there on Twitter, buddy. What's going on, John?
4: Hey, boys. How's it going, man?
2: Life is good. Uh, Eugene, Go ahead and step in here, my friend, and uh, let's have a little fun with Big John, as of course uh, he represents SEC Sports Talk over there on the uh, social media side of life, man. Um, what, what's that? how's life happening, and what's new, and tell us a little bit about this SEC Sports Talk, uh, what you guys do over there.
4: Um, it was it was created by me. I uh, I made it I guess three years ago, and. And I stopped doing it for a while because I didn't think, you know, I wanted to pursue media, but I didn't have really the credentials to jump into it like I wanted. And I, and I got down on myself, but then I brought it back. I guess it was in September because a buddy of mine called me on the phone. He's like, you need to get this back up and get it going because I feel like you got you gotta out, to outline to, to do what you do because you know SEC really good. So I I put it back on in September and I guess it was three or four weeks later I had like two thousand followers in my in no time. And I'm just thinking, well, you know what? I might have something here with this and and just and, and from then on it was just like uh like a roller coaster man. Like I was getting follows from different players, former coaches, like it was it was mind-blowing. I was thinking, you know what? This might be all right. I might be good with this. So, and, and, it, just, and it just took off like wildfire. So I'm I'm trying to do a little bit more. Um, it, it's been really hard, you know, with this virus and stuff, because you're not able to do what you want to do. But hopefully, mm-hmm. once we get all this behind us and we get back to normal, I can I can do what I want to do with the site. Well,
2: I tell you what, we may have you an opportunity on a Sunday night. You can kind of put that to the side, and we'll, we'll talk about it off the air here, man, because I love what you do. I've followed you. I've watched you, and Eugene to tell you, man, we're very strategic, in the guests that we bring on here, we want to make sure that your heart's in the right place. That's the biggest thing. Credentials are great, but they come and go. It, it, it's kind of like your career in sports. I mean, you're good when you're good, but when the time is over, it's over. But for me, I, as long as your heart's in the right place, man, and you're doing it the right way, I'm going to bring you in here and and I got that with you when you and I were kind of conversing. Uh, just uh, I believe it was just yesterday where we were kind of going back and forth, and uh, just seeing some of the response from a lot of people. And of course, now you're all the way in Kentucky. Now tell me, where at in Kentucky is home to you?
4: Um, I'm originally from Barberville. I live here. Um, I've lived here all my life. It's a small town. We we maybe got a Walmart, a couple red lights. I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing <laughs> special, but but it's home. You know what I mean? And, it's it's my place of residence, and you know I'm a big UK basketball and football fan, and uh, you know the football team has come on really good. You know, with Mark Stoops, they've he's done an outstanding job. He's changed the program a lot, and there's right. you know there's opportunities here for me to do Kentucky sports. But my thing is, I want to do all SEC. You know what I mean? Like I want to sure. I want to branch out and 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 cover all the teams, not just Kentucky, and be like. You know, be that guy, be like, oh, yeah, he's a biased Kentucky fan. No, I want to I branch out and, and talk about other SEC teams, too, because they deserve recognition as much as
2: Kentucky does. No, you're exactly right. Of course, uh, hanging out right now with Big John from the SEC Sports Talk over there on the World Wide Worm of Twitter. Of course, he's coming to us all the way from uh, Kentucky. That's right, we're reaching way out here on a beautiful Monday night with, uh, of course, I'm Richelman alongside Eugene Bitt wrapping up here our show for the next 20 with this big guy as we're talking about the SEC. Now, they're going to be playing tonight, but we'll talk about that in a minute there, Big John, because i got to ask you a question. Did you ever think that would be a conversation we would be a little more excited about your football team in Kentucky and your basketball team in Kentucky? Man, what is going on <laughs> in the man, in Kentucky basketball world?
4: It's been a it's been a rocky road for the basketball team. They've uh, they've had a they've had a whirlwind of a, a whirlwind, I should say, of a season. And you know, the last what three games they've they've come on. They're three and zero in conference play. Got a big game tomorrow night with Alabama at nine o'clock um, for the SEC lead in the division. And I feel like you know they're coming on at the right time. You know they got a, a outstanding shooter in Dante Allen. He's coming on, and they got Keon Brooks back, which he looked like. An absolutely different player than he did last year. Like he's—I don't know if he faked the knee injury or what—but he was—he was—he was making plays Saturday, and he was just doing things I had never seen him do. And you know, I think a lot of it has a lot to do with this virus. Like they didn't—they didn't get the the summer workouts like they wanted. They they had to jump right in, and it, it's been hard on all these kids, not just Kentucky. I'm—we're talking about overall in basketball and. It's just, been ama- it's just been amazing to see how these kids have overcome a lot of this with the virus and stuff. And it's just, you know, I'm, I'm excited because I feel like Kentucky's heading in the right direction right now. But they just need to keep on playing the way they have been and everything can go
5: from there.
2: Hanging out right now with Big John from SEC Sports Talk, talking some basketball. Let's go back to the world of football. As, of course, uh, we look at this big game coming up here tonight, Big John, and uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide. I mean, you know, I said this on multiple shows as the season was getting ready to kick off, and it was Alabama and then who. And I had about five or six teams, and the who now is not just who, but when and now is tonight, the game between them and the Buckeyes. Now, Ohio State doesn't have a lot of luck against the SEC, haven't had a lot of luck in, in national championships, but, They did manhandle a very good team out of Clemson, and, of course, shutting that quarterback down, who was a Heisman hopeful in many of those preseason conversations. So do you think, and what do you think it's going to take for the Ohio State Buckeyes to upset the Alabama Crimson Tide, or is it just roll tide throughout the night in a big win with a lot of numbers separating the winner and loser?
4: I went went back and forth on this. I felt like, you know, can Ohio State, Stay four quarters with Alabama Or does Alabama blow them out by halftime And I just went back and forth I don't know who to pick I mean usually I have a winner by, by by game time But I see how Justin Fields is doing and the way he's Playing and the way the wide receivers Are playing Like I feel like this will be a Shootout and I feel like Alabama will win but I think Alabama Will struggle some up front Because they're without their center Landon Dickerson and I think he's a big cog in that offensive line, especially at center. And Ohio State's front four is really good. But the main the main issue is how are they going to handle Alabama's wide receivers? Like, can they stop, you know, Jalen Waddle? Can they stop Devontae Smith, Medchi? Alabama's just got so many weapons. And at the end of the day, I just think Alabama's going to be too much. But I think Ohio State will hang in the game, but – I think it'll be a score between 41-38, 41-35. I just – I think Alabama will do enough down the stretch to win it and and, put, and bring it back to the SEC.
2: Well, they get there. All of a sudden, uh, of course, uh, everybody but minus one. And, and still, we got two more votes coming on the island here in just a minute before we get off here at 7.30. Uh, I tell you what, John, you did a great job tonight, man. I want to continue this conversation because, again – what you do in social media, man, you're doing it the right way. I know your heart's in the right place, and I want to give you another opportunity. I'll call you once we go off the air, and, and we'll talk about it, man. But, again, great job. Keep doing what you're doing, and, and guess what. On Wednesday night or Thursday, we'll, we'll let you pick. You're going to make a second appearance here on Southern Sports Central. We're going to talk about your numbers and your pick, and uh, the game will be in the books uh, this time in a couple, of, uh, in a couple hours, actually.
4: And I appreciate it boys, and it's I feel like my heart's in the right place and i i like I said three years ago i was I was doing it, and then I got you know how you do you get down yourself, you think, oh this not might not work and then i I come back to it, I guess in September, like i said and and it just took off from there, and you know I want to involve college basketball at the end of the day. I'm a college football guy, I love the pros too, and I'm a cowboys fan, and at the end of the day. <laughs> A lot of the you had fans, me until they, you said that john yeah we've had we've had we've had quite a we've had quite a rocky road, man it's you know and and I'm not gonna get into the whole n f l deal, but I'm not a big fan of jerry jones and uh yeah. but you know, I feel like they made a good choice in McCarthy, McCarthy, but I feel like we need some defensive players, but that's another topic for another day, especially with the n f l but I'm just excited about what's going on, I'm excited y'all brought me on. And uh, y'all are doing a really good work. I, I listen to you very often, and uh, just keep up the good work and uh, go SEC.
2: Hey, Amen. I appreciate it. By the way, my rule of thumb: if you can't beat them, hire them, and that's what they did. with that hire that they got in, in Dallas, it just didn't get there yet. But trust me, he'll he'll do some big things for you because I'm a big I'm a Green Bay uh, Green Bay Packers fan. I'll get that out here in a minute. But uh, nevertheless, Big John, uh, I'll reach out to you after the show. Enjoy the game tonight, man. Keep grinding over there in Kentucky. And uh, we'll be talking here real soon, big guy. Thank you again.
4: I appreciate you, man. Go see.
2: All right. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Kentucky. Check that out, Eugene. As we have been to Charlotte, North Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina. Did I mention Greenville, South Carolina? That was on the map today. Myrtle Beach checked in. We went to Charlotte, North Carolina. We were on the grounds of the national championship down there in Miami, Florida, between, well, the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Ohio State Buckeyes, to be kicking off in about maybe less than an hour now with Miss Darnisha, as she checked in with us, and then all the way in Kentucky with a SEC sports talk, one and only, the Big John, checking in here with us. And I had to ask him the question, Eugene, because you and I say it a lot, especially in the last couple of weeks, is what in the heck do you celebrate in Kentucky when basketball ain't what you're celebrating, you got to feel like it's 2020-ish all over again. Because, again, I, I give him a lot of credit there. I'm a big Stoops fan. I think they hired the right guy. I hope he stays there forever because I think he's a really good fit. And I just I – just, this is a lot about uh, Coach Stoops over there in, in Kentucky that, that just really honestly – you know. and I like Joker Phillips and a lot of guys that have come through that program over there but this guy, I feel like there's always a right guy for the right job, and I think Stoops is that guy. And there's no doubt that their basketball program is—they're fine, by the way. Okay, as long as they make the dance, that's all they need because it's a reset button. But your any surprises on tonight other than Miss Darnisha picking Ohio State? Seems like everybody else rolling with the tide.
3: Yeah, you know, a lot of people are rolling with the tide, and a lot of people are rolling on that offense. Uh, as a matter of fact, Jeremiah just came in. <laughs> Jeremiah just came in, uh, when you're asking that question, I looked up at him and, and they had, to, uh, uh, Alabama was up there. You know, he visited Ohio state last summer and he looked at me, he said, roll high <laughs> So, um, <laughs> you know, no, no big surprise there. Uh, I, I'm sure Casey would love to hear Jeremiah picking Alabama on that one. But, um, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people are just rolling, you know, how crazy is it that people are now picking, you know, here we are in 2021. Um, that people are going with offense, and people are picking Alabama and offense and not Alabama right. and defense. You know, it, it's just such a flip of the script, you know, where we've gone from defense wins championships to offense wins championships. You know, and, and then you put that in the same phrase as Alabama because everybody thought, you know, it used to be Alabama was run the ball down your throat and stop you on defense, make you punt and get the ball back and run clock out and run the ball down your throat and beat you down. You know, now we're talking Alabama with four wide receiver sets and scoring 45 points, and and you know it's kind of they have a great defense, but you know it's kind of an afterthought with this type of offense. So uh, it is, you know, that's that's to me is one of the biggest shocks. Uh, is kind of that whole theme of Alabama winning by offense because uh, it's just not you know not in the history of Alabama. You know, you look at all these national teams they won and they won, you know very low scoring, very close games. Right. Well,
2: I mean, when, when you look at it, though, not a lot of surprise and, and a lot of conversations, even when you look at, you know, some of the some of the big conversations about who is going to shut down Alabama's wide receivers. And what does that do? What they do, open up the running game. And they try to make them one-dimensional. And, again, this quarterback that they've got, by the way, he was – not that highlight, well-decorated, everybody-bragged-about quarterback that you've talked about for the last two quarterbacks that's been in Alabama, right? One of them actually is a quarterback at Philly. The other one's a quarterback at the Dolphins. Both of them very good. Now, I get it, that of course, we talk about the gentleman at Philly ended his career at Oklahoma. It seems so long ago that he was a quarterback at Alabama. But for me, you know, I, I think that quarterback – is kind of the the secret weapon for Alabama tonight. I think that he is going to control if he does what he has done all year long with SEC defenses, and that's the thing. The SEC is known for having strong defensive teams, right? I mean, that's what we've said for decades, that the SEC does it defensively, right? So when you see not one but two guys from Alabama in the final conversations, the Heisman Trophy, to me, it shows you that, quite frankly, This is a very dangerous team. And if you don't think for one minute that Nick Saban is not going to show up and show out on his defense, that's still a conversation to be had. So, Eugene, I'll let you kind of sell me on who wins,
3: and then I'll go with my end. All right. Well, if we're putting it out there, if we're at that point, I know it's 720. Uh, I'm actually, you know, I looked at the spread, and I know there's players missing. I'm going to go with the upset. I'm actually going to go with Ohio State, and I'm picking Ohio State 30, Alabama 24. Uh, I think there's going to be some surprises in this game. I think Fields is a lot healthier than than, than led on. Uh, I think, you know, like, like Reggie said, they have all the doctors. You know, the Cleveland Clinic's right there in town. If you want to get the best medical care in the world, uh, Cleveland Clinic's right there to do it. Uh, I, I really um, – there's some things I like about the Alabama running game. You know, I think their receivers aren't – I think they're a bit overlooked just because of the talent on Alabama's team. Uh, I think Alabama – excuse me, Ohio State's defensive line uh, is very disruptive. Uh, I think they put – you know, what they did to Clemson, I think, shows shows what they're capable of. It may come down to, you know, who makes the least amount of mistakes. You know, no one's going to play a perfect game. So I think it may come down to the least amount of mistakes – uh, I'm gonna roll with Alabama. I mean excuse me, with Ohio State beating Alabama thirty to twenty-four.
2: And I'm trying to take all that in here because I'm trying to put everything into play here as we're about nine minutes. Let's go six, seven minutes from the end of the show here. Uh and, and I'm looking at all this things because, you know, like you, you know, I I go into this thing and you know, I, I really – I try to put it all into play when I, when I start thinking about how, when, where, and, and all of that stuff when it comes down to who wins this game and how do they win it. So, for me, you know, I, I mentioned the quarterback situation for Alabama. I think that he's got to play really fundamentally sound football, play the same football that he's played since this season started. And that was against who? That was against Texas A&M, who, by the way, easily could have arguably been in this conversation – It's a final four. And I think had they made this conversation, maybe or maybe not, we talk about Alabama because it's hard to beat somebody twice. Good thoughts there. But that wasn't the card they were drawing. And, of course, they went through the regular season, did what they needed to do with not one, but a handful of big-time athletes. Now, we talk about an athlete coming back, another receiver coming to the fold. That's going to cause a lot of problems for a team that's won seven games, and their seventh game was by the far the biggest game, and that's the Ohio State Buckeyes. And originally, I had a pretty decent spread of looking around 38-17 Alabama. And I thought if Alabama did what they needed to do, it would still be a big spread, but it would be close heading into halftime. Then I started thinking about it a little bit more, and I thought maybe, just maybe, it would be a little bit more of a 45 Alabama of the Ohio State Buckeyes. I just don't think, I feel that the Buckeyes just don't have enough weapons to do what they need to do. And I'm a little worried about the quarterback and his rib cage situation because, again, while you and I understand a lot of things and this is that, they have got the top-notch doctors and, and opportunities to make sure that Justin Fields is probably stationed as much as he could and, and, and safe around his rib cage as much as he can. But tonight there ain't a whole lot of stop in that big line defense who, by the way, everybody on that front line, a five-star stud wherever they came from the secondary five star studs, wherever they come from the backside of that same conversation. But wait a minute, the guys that are going to be subbing in and out just as big as the guys that are already in the game. So I just don't know with the situation of a lot of names and a lot of numbers that everybody's going to hopefully not use as an excuse when Alabama finds a way to win this game tonight is that they say COVID played a major role with a lot of substitutions that are not going to be in this game when it comes to the ISA Buckeyes. But to me, you know, I, I do feel like it's an Alabama team. This is a different Alabama team that we've seen even in all of Nick Saban's time in, in Tuscaloosa. For me, I like what he's put together all over the board. I think that every, and I said this early, Every guy in every position makes the guy next to him better. The guy at guard makes the tackle better, that makes this guy better, that continues to kind of be a domino effect. They challenge each other. And for Nick Saban to be the defensive mindset, like we think about here in Columbia, South Carolina for the Gamecocks, and what you remember and a Steve Spurrier mindset of saying he was a genius on the offense, well, Nick Saban is kind of the other side of the coin, no pun intended. And that is why I feel like we have yet to see, the best defense of team of the Alabama Crimson Tide. And tonight I think they go for a big curtain call and they win a big game. And I just feel that they have a lot of different things that we'll see tonight that maybe we haven't seen. And by the way, we talk about as players, but I think those coaches that Nick Saban continues to surround himself with are just as important as anybody else out there. And they've done a great job of keeping their kids healthy, keeping them ready. And tonight – I just feel like Alabama picks up the big win. Eugene?
3: Still waiting on a score prediction. Give
2: me 45 Alabama, roll tied
3: to 24 of the OHIO. All right, we've got it recorded down. We get everybody that's called in, we got their picks in, we got the score predictions. Uh, so, you know, all we got to do now is. Uh, Put the ball down, as they say. Spot the ball. Put the spot ball the down. the ball. Man, it has been a great show
2: tonight, man. About an hour and a half of a show, we, we kind of crammed it in. A lot of guys reached out to us
1: and said, hey, can I jump
2: in real fast? And we said, hey, let's shotgun this thing. Let's kind of, you know, Russian relay, if you will, through our guests here. We did that as a lot of our guests are coming on here uh, tonight and, and just kind of giving us their predictions, giving us their opinions. We will do another show Wednesday night from 6 to 9. We're going to go back to – Three hours, because we've already got, by the way, a very impressive guest list, Eugene. I'm sure you've seen uh, the work we were putting in uh, during uh, the weekend. As uh, I already know, we're going to have Coach Devin Doyle. He is the Coastal Carolina Director of Recruiting. He'll be joining us on, I believe, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. That'll be one of our guests. And then, of course, uh, the other guest is uh, Coach Mike Jacobs. Right. He's over there at Lenore Ryan University. He's the head football coach over there. He'll be joining us on uh, Wednesday night as well. That's a 7.30 guest. So we've got a couple of college coaches checking in tonight, or uh, Wednesday night, uh, to give us some thoughts, some opinions, of recruiting as uh, all of that conversation is going to be uh, probably front and center because after tonight there will not be, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's no more college football games being played other than off the field and recruiting will become A1A Beachfront Avenue uh, when it comes to these coaches trying to fine-tune that recruiting class with the final, of uh, course, uh, National Signing Day that's always right there in February. So it should be a good one. We'll wait. We'll see. Of course, uh, on uh, January is it January the 20th, I believe, they're going to actually announce um, you know, the dead period. Are they going to extend it? What are they going to do with it? Uh, we'll wait. We'll see how that works itself out as well. So, there's a lot of conversation. We'll be right here on Wednesday to recap the big game here tonight. We'll start talking some NFL. We got some college coaches and a lot more coming in here with us this uh, coming uh, weekend as we start looking at the NFL. Eugene, man, final thoughts.
3: You know, I'm just looking forward to this game. This is exciting. You know, you, you finally, finally, we got two unbeaten. So, that should uh, – knock out a lot of the talk of, oh, so-and-so should have gotten into the game. There was a 10-1 and team and another 10-1 and team. You know, we actually have the two final unbeaten uh, playing for a national championship. So I'm glad to see, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, You know, I'm looking forward to see, you know, exactly like some of the others said, you know, is Justin uh, healthy and and good to go? Uh, You know, how the defensive line stacks up. You know, I'm looking forward to a good, clean game. I hope there's no injuries. A lot of these guys have futures on the line, you know, with the uh, next couple of months with the NFL. So, you know, I'm just looking for an action-packed game. And uh, like I said, no injuries. And uh, go Buckeyes because I want to win my uh, my pick here on, on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that he does.
2: And for all of us, all of you guys, thank you again for all that you continue to do to support Southern Sports Central. Don't forget, tomorrow night you can hang out with – Everett Sands, he is the coach on the staff, one of our coaches on staff, of course, former coach at the, well, Coastal Carolina, Sean Clears. He did it at the Citadel, South Carolina, the University of South Carolina, that is, of course, NC State, University of Texas, San Antonio. And now he's doing his thing right here on uh, Southern Sports Central on Tuesday nights, 6 to 9. And that, of course, is the West Foundation Sports Show. Again, guys, I want to thank all of you guys for all that you do. We'll be back live, Eugene and myself. On Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, guys, on behalf of all of us, to all of you, good luck tonight with your teams, your picks, and enjoy. But be safe. And until next time, God bless, guys.